All right, welcome guys to episode six of Pigskin Talk uh, with myself Tristan Beatty and Devin Klein. Today we're just gonna uh, we're gonna do a little mix. Today we're gonna talk about week uh, eleven and kind of look at all the recap some of the games, and then we're also gonna dive into uh, the three Thanksgiving games as well. Uh, just because we won't have a podcast Thursday, but we'll resume the next one Saturday. But to start off, we're gonna do the recap. And uh, first game we got was a Thursday night game: Patriots at the Falcons. Patriots demolished the Falcons. They won 25-0. The Falcons had no shot in this game. Patriots defense played very well, and Falcons offense didn't show up kind of per usual what we expected from this game. I didn't expect it to get to them shut the Falcons out, but I did expect them to win this game. Um, Mac Jones had a pretty – besides the interception, he went 22-26, 207 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Not too many mistakes besides the interception, but Matt Ryan just looked awful with – he was only 19 to 28, 153 yards and two interceptions, and they just couldn't get anything to go offensively. Yeah, I think one of the big keys for the re- one of the big reasons why the Falcons didn't uh, do anything on offense is because Patterson was out, and that's obviously a huge loss for that Falcons team. And I think honestly, he's their best offensive player. I know Matt Ryan has been doing pretty good all year and up until the last two games, but I think Patterson's a big weapon, and because he was out, I think that's one of the big reasons they were shut out. But the Patriots are looking good. I mean, they're looking like real contenders with the way they've been playing defense, the way Mac Jones has been playing quarterback. I think they're looking really good. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but they're looking really good for that AFC uh, top spot. Yeah, they're running hot, but they got a big game next week against the Titans mm-hmm. that are sitting up there. So that's going to be a big game for both teams. Yeah, next up, uh, we got the Bears hosting the Ravens. The Ravens win 16-13. Uh, the game was kind of sluggish to start, and then at the end there was two late touchdowns, one to give the Bears the lead, and then the last touchdown of the games to give the Ravens the win. Bears started with Justin Fields, who struggled. He went 4 for 11, 79 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But then he got hurt, uh, so then they went to Andy Dalton, who was 11 for 23, 201 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he played pretty decent, but obviously he couldn't get the win. He he really kind of he looked like he looked good throwing the ball, but he also had a lot of incompletions. He he just did Andy Dalton things. We didn't really get, we didn't really get the run game going either. No. That was a big part with Montgomery. He's starting to come back. He only had fourteen carries and fifty eight yards, and that's something they have to rely on if they want to score the ball. Yeah, I mean not only that, but without Lamar Jackson, you had to win this game. I mean Huntley didn't play bad. Twenty six for thirty six, two nineteen, and an interception. He played like a backup quarterback, and we should have won this game because of it, but we just couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, Matt Nagy should be fired after this game, but if he's not, or he didn't obviously get fired after this game, so hopefully he gets fired, but I don't think he will during the season. He cannot coach a football team to yeah. save his life. I yeah, mean, every, it, everything is just bad. The whole offensive scheme, they're, they, I mean, it's been years now. It's been probably three years that he's tried to work up an offensive scheme and hasn't found once, like, get offensive going. Even when we made the playoffs uh, three or four years ago, whenever we had the double doink happen, we didn't have any offense that year. It was our defense carried us that whole year. So our defense has still kind of stayed intact. Uh, We've lost a few guys recently, and that's hurt us. But we still have a decent defense. But... You're not going to win the league if you only score uh, in the teens every week. Well, I mean, six, giving up only 16 points is pretty good for a defense, even though we're missing guys like Cleo Mack. And, um, I mean, 
Mooney played good for the Bears. I mean, five receptions, 121, 121 yards and a touchdown. He He's turned it up. I mean, I think he he's obviously our second receiver besides Allen Robinson, but Robinson hasn't been getting the ball as much as Mooney has, and Robinson was obviously out this week. But I think Mooney's going to take a big step in our offense because I don't think Allen Robinson's coming back next year. Yeah, I, I don't see him uh, coming back either unless maybe – Maybe he would be happy with Nagy if he got fired. Maybe yeah, he would he would stay and think that things could change. Uh, but next game we got uh, the Colts went to Buffalo. To it was a big game for both teams, and Colts just dominated this game. They won forty one to fifteen. They just had control the whole game. Uh, obviously, the guy that stood out was Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has definitely put on a show in the in the past, like the past I don't know eight eight weeks or so straight. He's definitely like leading his uh the front runner I feel like for MVP talks. Uh this week he had 32 carries, 185 yards and four touchdowns rushing. He also added another receiving touchdown to add on to that. Um they just the Bills could not stop them. They 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 just ran all over the Bills. And the Bills really didn't get much going offensively. You know, 15 points is not a lot for the Bills. Uh Allen uh, Josh Allen went 21 to 35, 209 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, they didn't have much running game either. Uh, the re- leading rusher was uh, Matt Breda. He had five carries for 51 yards. But this is definitely, you know, we've talked about the Bills recently. They've kind of had some games where they've blown out some teams, but then they've also had some tough, some bad losses where their offense hasn't shown up. And this inconsistency is really worrying me. Well, I think the big, the big reason, I think I said this last week too, was they don't have a run game. They never have a run game, and it's always just on Josh Allen's shoulders. And I think he's the best rusher on that team, too, but they don't want to run him because they don't want to get him hurt, obviously. But, I mean, without a running back that you consistently can go to on first and 10 or second and eight or something just to get a run game going so you can get play action passes going, they don't have that. They have no one who can run the football. I mean, Carson Wentz did fine. I mean, it was just Carson Wentz. I mean, they he did what he needed to, but when you have Jonathan Taylor who just runs all over that defense, you don't need to throw the ball at all. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a stud. Uh, I mean, I think the Bills are, aren't in panic mode, but I think if they lose against the Saints this week, they will be. I think I, I think they their hopes of winning the Super Bowl or even making it there are gone if they lose this week. Yeah, they they need to figure some things out. They need to get that offense going consistently, and they can't be giving up 40 points to teams. Uh, they need to, you know, step it up defensively and – if if they got their offense going, they don't have to worry too much about that. But this is also a really big win for the Colts. Colts uh, have kind of had an up-and-down year. You know, they they haven't wowed teams, but they kind of just slowly been a team that's hung in there. They're 6-5 and five now, and if they keep the running game going, because I don't, like we've talked about before, I don't trust Carson Wentz to put it on his shoulders. But if they can get that running game with Taylor, they're going to be very tough to stop this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think not only that, but... Carson Wentz, you don't trust him, but he's not the worst quarterback in the yeah. NFL. I think he can make a... He's not forcing stuff. No, right he can, they can make it to the playoffs with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Can they win it all? Probably not, but they can do things. I mean, their defense looked great. Obviously, picking off Josh Allen twice is good, but I mean, I... That offensive line for the Colts is just is so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. They haven't had a running back, and now they have one, and yeah. it's showing up. Mm-hmm. tremendously and they're able to protect Wentz as well and you know when he's with the Eagles he struggled with uh getting uh not much pass protection getting hurt and he has that here in the Colts yeah 
All right, next game we got uh, the Lions going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This game was a low-scoring game. Not much to talk about, really, except Baker Mayfield was 15 for 29, 176, and a touchdown and two interceptions. Um, I, he's hurt. He's been playing hurt. I don't think he should be. He's hurting the team more. I mean, obviously, he's a tough guy, showing that he's tough, but they squeaked out a win against the Lions. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta know when you're hurting the team more than helping. He is a good quarterback. I think he, I think he will succeed when he's healthy. But right now, he's just too hurt to be able to help the team. But the big story of this game was the running backs: DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Nick Chubb had 22 carries. 130 yards and I think a receiving touchdown I mean both teams struggled offensively played pretty good defensively but I mean there's not really anything else to say this was a shit show of a game yeah I mean it's tough because Baker Mayfield even though he may be hurt this is definitely a team that's still in the playoff contention they're six and five and it's tough for them to if he may be hurt to sit him just because their chances for making a playoff run go tremendously down um it's gonna be big if they can get once they get Kareem Hunt back because he was also he's also another weapon that adds a lot to that team and that offense. Chubb's a great running back when they have that that dynamic duo. It's very tough to stop. You know Hunt's a really good receiving back, but Lions are Lions. You know they're zero and nine and one now. Haven't found a win. Their best chance at a win is probably gonna be this week against the Bears, unfortunately. But uh, the Browns. I still like them. I still think they should make the playoffs, but they still have to figure some things out, and hopefully Baker can provide that support for them to carry him to the playoffs. So next game we got is going to be uh, Houston Texans went to Tennessee to face the Titans. Uh, Texans kind of shocked people, ended up beating the Titans. They won 22-13. to uh, This was kind of an upset for sure for a lot of teams. Texans came into the game 1-8, one one and eight, and Tennessee came into the game 8-2. and two. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he only went 14-24 for 107 yards. That's not a whole lot. Their leading rusher was 18, had 18 carries, 40 yards, Rex Burkhead. Uh, Tannehill threw it 52 times, had 35 completions, 323 yards, a touchdown, and he had four interceptions in this game, which is going to hurt a team tremendously. Um, so, you know, the big big thing about this that the Houston won this game is because of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I think – this is what people kind of expected when Derrick Henry got hurt. But, I mean, if you do this, they obviously haven't shown it until now. I don't know if it was just a letdown game where they just struggled or if this is what the Titans are without Derrick Henry. I mean, can you really trust Ryan Tannehill behind center every single game without a good run game? I don't know if I don't know if this was just a one-night or one-game thing or if it's going to happen more than more than one game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is like the first time that we see this is what I was worried about after Derrick yeah. Henry went out. The last two weeks, they've kind of proved us wrong. They came out and won some really good games, and Tannehill was throwing the ball well. They didn't have to really rely on that running game, but now it's showing up that when they rely on Tannehill, he's not that kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need a running back and someone to have that running game going. They only Their leading rusher was Adrian Peterson with only nine carries and 40 yards. And that's just going to hurt a team, especially when Tannehill's got to throw the ball 52 times in a game. And that's just not him. And they're going to need to figure it out. I think they need to try to keep pounding that run game because I don't see any other way that the Titans can win games without a run game. I mean, it's pretty hard for them not to make the playoffs. It's still possible, but it's 
I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be tough if they don't get a high seed like they should have after going 8-2 and two to start the year. The next game we got is the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Green Bay Packers. This is my favorite game of the week. Uh, High-scoring affair. The Vikings end up winning 34-31. to Both quarterbacks played really good. Aaron Rodgers was 23 for 33, 385 yards and four touchdowns. And Kirk Cousins was 24 for 35, 341 yards and three touchdowns. I think Kirk obviously surprised a lot of people the way he played. Uh, The running backs were okay. 11 carries for 53 yards for A.J. Dillon and Dalvin Cook had 22 carries, 86 yards and one touchdown. I think the Vikings really proved to people this week that they can win some games. I don't know... I don't think it's a panic time for the Packers just because they lost this one. I mean, there's a lot of late plays that would have favored the Packers if they were called differently, but I think the Vikings played really good, and I think this is what the Vikings could do every week, but they're just too inconsistent for me to say anything good about them. Yeah, Packers have shown most of the year that their defense is a force to be reckoned with, and that's what's won them a lot of games, and you know they gave up 34 points to the Vikings, which is not showing out defensively. But it was definitely a back-and-forth game. It was a division uh, opponent. So, I mean, both teams are really wanted to win this game. And Vikings really needed this win. Uh, they came in 4-5 and five in the game, and now they left 5-5. Five and five. I mean, they still have a shot at maybe catching the Packers. Um, it's not out of the question. But, you know, Vikings are trying to make that run for the playoffs, and I think they will make the playoffs. Uh, but the Packers are still, I think, the top, like up there in the top of the the. NFC right now and I think Cardinals are a team that potentially could knock them off but you know the Packers have a really big game next week against the Rams so I'm going to be interested to see how they rebound from this loss uh, playing the Rams next week. Next game we got uh, not too much going on I mean it's a Dolphins at the Jets two teams that are struggling this year not both teams will more than likely miss the playoffs. I guess Dolphins may have a, a, a slim they've shot. They've won three in a row. Yeah, they've won three in a row. They're four and seven, but I, I, I still think they're not going to make the playoffs. But Dolphins won this game 24-17. to 17. Um, Dolphins scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. They were they were tied after three. Tua played an all right game. He went 27-33, 273 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Miles Gaskin had a decent game as well with 23 carries, 89 yards. Joe Flacco made a start for the Jets uh, this week, as we talked about earlier, or last week. Uh, he went 24-39, 291 yards, two touchdowns, so he didn't, like, wow. I mean, he had 290 yards, that's not bad, but he didn't have any interceptions, so at least that didn't do anything for them. Um, but Michael Carter, the leading rusher, went nine carries, 63 yards, so, but besides this, there wasn't too much to talk about this game. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, really, is that like I said, the Dolphins have won three in a row, and next up they got the Panthers, who are obviously an okay team. I don't think they're that great. And then they got the Giants after that and the Jets after that again. So, I mean, they could easily win six in a row and be seven and seven and then have to face some pretty tough teams. But if you go seven and seven, you're kind of turning your season around a little bit and give you some momentum. But moving on to the next game, we have the Saints traveling to Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles <laughs> kind of blew them out 40 to 29. Uh, Jalen Hurts went 13 of 22 for 147 yards and no passing touchdowns, but he had uh, three rushing touchdowns. I mean, I think the Eagles kind of found their rhythm on offense without 
uh, passing the ball very much. And I think that's like a huge key because they got some pretty good running backs in Sanders, in Sanders, Howards, and Scott. And then obviously their quarterback, Hurts, who had 18 carries total. He was their leading rusher and passer. I think if the Eagles can find a way to continue to just be a ground-and-pound team, I think they can find a way to win some close games. Uh, the Saints, Trevor Simeon was 22 for 40, 214 yards, three touchdowns and two picks. Obviously not a great game, but not a terrible one either. Three touchdowns is pretty good. Uh, Mark Ingram was obviously their starter because Alvin Kamara was out. He had 16 carries, 88 yards, no touchdowns. I think the Eagles look really good. I thought the Saints defense was pretty good, but uh, the Eagles found a way to exploit their defensive flaws and win this game by scoring 40 points. Yeah, the, the Eagles are turning into a kind of like a college-style team. They're re- starting to rely on the run game a lot. Uh, Hertz isn't passing too much, and that's all right. I mean, he's got an arm if they need it, but they're winning games right now, and it's working for them. But, I mean, you know, they're 5-6. and six. They can still make a turnaround. This definitely was way more of a blowout than it was because Saints scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to make it at mm-hmm. least a little closer. But pretty much the whole game – I mean, at halftime, Eagles were up 27-7. to So uh, they were up, up from the start, and they just kind of kept their foot on the gas. Yeah, Eagles dominated them. But Saints, you know, are a team that obviously are struggling without Jameis Winston anymore, and they're a team that needs to kind of figure things out and really turn it around if they want to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, but next game we got is Washington football team taking on the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton started in this game as his first start. Uh, after last week, he came in for a few plays, but Washington football team ended up with the win. They won 27-21. to 21. Uh, Heineke uh, went 16-22, 206 yards, and three touchdowns, while Newton went 21-27, 189 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, started at least looking kind of like the running back we thought he could be. Uh, he only had he had 19 carries for 95 yards. Um but McCaffrey obviously leading the Panthers side with leading rushing with 59 yards rushing and 60 yards passing with a touchdown as well. But Cam Newton definitely provided this team with a little more spark, I believe. It's it's obviously a game you want to win at home against Washington, but I think they could potentially do something the rest of this year. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Trevor Heineke is looking really good at quarterback for the Washington football team the last few games. I think he's he's turning it around. He's playing pretty good. I mean, if the Washington football team just wins the games they should, I mean, obviously, but they probably got to split with the Cowboys. They could win. They probably won't beat the Cowboys out. Obviously, the Cowboys are better, but they could make it to the playoffs somehow. They just got to win the games they're supposed to. I mean, against the Giants and the Jets and those kind of teams that they have to play coming up. But they they don't look bad either. But, no, I agree. I think Cam Newton brings a whole new uh, feel to this team. I mean, he rushed for a touchdown as well today, so he had three total touchdowns. I mean, he he's kind of like looking what we thought he would in uh, the Patriots. He's throwing the ball a lot better than he was there. I think he looks really good. And it's still early, so I mean, you yeah. got to give him a few games to get back into it, get back in the swing of playing football, and and I think they could do something and make a run in the, into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. All right, next game we have the 49ers going to Jacksonville. Uh Trevor Lawrence was 16 for 25 for 158 yards. And Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 for 22, 176 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, James Robinson had a pretty uh, mediocre game rushing-wise. He only got the ball 12, time, 13, yeah, 12 times for 29 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did get two receptions for nine yards. But, I mean, the 49ers just dominated him. 
uh, Debo Samuel had eight rushes, actually, and led the rushing for the 49ers in 79 yards and touchdown. Yeah, they've kind of changed the way they use him and kind of evolved him into a running back as well, and I kind of like the how they're using him. Yeah, I mean, he, if for someone who's as a dynamic of a playmaker as Debo Samuel, if he only gets one reception a game like he did this week, you got to find a way to give him the ball, and if it's handed it off, it's handed it off. I mean, he had 10 yards on average for his rushes. Yeah, he's turning into a kind of like a... Cordell Patterson mm-hmm. type of feel, and yeah. it's working out for the, the 49ers. And this is definitely a game you you got to beat a team like the Jaguars, and they took care of business, and they're on to the next week. So, I mean, these these are things that you want to see out of good teams when they face a tough team, like a bad team like the Jaguars or the Jets or the Lions. you got to take care of business and don't make it a close game. So the 49ers next week uh, play a hot Vikings team at home um, Sunday afternoon, so that's going to be a big game for both teams. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top on that game. Yeah. Uh, but next game we got, we're going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Bengals finally get back on track. Uh, they kind of been struggling recently after having a really hot start to the year. Uh, they won this game 32-13. to 13. Uh, it, There's really not much to say. They just dominated the whole game. Uh, Joe Mixon had a very good game. He had 30 carries, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow... He played all right, didn't wow anything, but, you know, he didn't make any mistakes. He went 20-29, 148 yards, and a touchdown. While on the other side of the field, uh, Derek Carr went 19-27, 215 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. And Josh Jacobs really didn't get the ball much. He had nine carries for 37 yards, and that's just not going to cut it for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, the real story for the Raiders' offense is they struggled, but, I mean, of Derek Carr's 215 yards, Waller had 116 of them. Uh, the Raiders are just struggling. I mean, like we've talked about, it's the off-the-field issues, really, that is probably the reason, because they started out 4-0, and now they're 5-5. and uh, I mean, the Bengals did what they needed to do. They needed to get back on track, and they did that. And, I mean, we kind of jumped the gun on them a little bit, at least I did, thinking that they could actually be a really good team, but they kind of came back and showed why I said that this week. Yeah, I definitely like the Bengals, and I think that they could make a run in the AFC. It's very wide open. They have the weapons. Obviously, Joe Burrow's a little younger, and he's not quite experienced. But you keep a healthy Joe Mixon who's been around in the league, and you put some, you got some weapons offensively, and I think they could make a run for it in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, next game, we got the Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs win 19-9. Uh, Dak Prescott was 28-43, of 43, 216 yards and two picks. Patrick Mahomes was 23 for 37, 260 yards and a pick. Uh, going into this game, I thought this was going to be a shootout. I thought it was going to be touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and obviously it wasn't. Uh, Dak Prescott struggled without uh, Amari Cooper, and then CeeDee Lamb also went out in this game with a concussion. Obviously two big losses for the Dallas Cowboys team. I think, so looking at this game, I said if they, the Chiefs win this game, I would say they're back. However, they did not do Kansas City Chiefs things, and I mean, credit to the Cowboys defense, but I still don't know if that offense is going to be able... When I say they're back, I mean they're Super Bowl contenders, and they're definitely not there yet still, uh, in my opinion. I don't think scoring 19 points is ever going to win you a game unless it was something like this. Both defenses did play pretty well. I didn't think the Chiefs defense was this good, but they did look really good today. I think the lack of weapons for the Cowboys is what really uh, stung and hurt them. Yeah, um. The Chiefs definitely, they came out with a win. A win a win is a win in the NFL against any good team. They're playing the Cowboys, who 
have been playing hot recently. Um, I know they didn't score much points, but we do have to give them the win for that game. But I think I'm more wor- out of this game. I'm more worried for the Cowboys. Uh, they, you know, they went up against a good team and they just had nothing to show for it. Uh, Dak Prescott played horrible. He just, they couldn't get anything going. Uh, they got on the other side of the field and they couldn't uh, convert touchdowns, which they needed that. And, um, they just, they just struggled in my opinion. And I, I didn't see much out of this game. You know, like you said, I thought it was gonna be a shootout, but the way that both these teams have played lately, that they don't have the offense, like that's consistent. And, the Chiefs, I think, you know, they're going off back-to-back wins. Um, it's a good, it's a good role for them. They got to keep it going. I, I think, and it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can find that offense and start scoring more points. Because in that AFC, I think you're gonna get score points to win games, yeah. especially in the playoffs. There's a lot of teams that have high-powered offenses, like the Bills. The Titans can score. We just talked about the Bengals. There's so many teams up there. I mean, the Patriots are starting out getting the, on their offensive role. The Ravens can score points. That, I mean, when they when they got things going, the Chargers are another team. Yeah. I think the AFC, are, their offenses are just so high-powered that in the playoffs, that's when everyone's kind of playing very well. And you're going to need to score points to win games in the playoffs. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of scoring games. And the Chiefs haven't showed me much from their offense yet to, to tell me that they're going to win in the playoffs. But next game we got, uh, we're going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is another game that kind of surprised me. Colin Murray is still out, so they had Colt McCoy uh, starting for them again. Seattle was coming off a really tough loss against the Packers. They didn't even, they put up a, a goose egg against them. And the Cardinals came out with a win 23-13 to here. Colt McCoy had a very good game. Yeah. Um, you know, two weeks ago, he had a good game, the first game that he filled in for Kyler, and last week he had a horrible game, so wasn't sure what kind of quarterback he was, but today, he or this Sunday, he went 35 of 44, 328 yards and two touchdowns. James Conner uh, was our lead back as Chase Edmonds is still hurt. Uh, he went 21 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz had a really good game for them as well when they just got him from the Eagles. He had eight receptions, 88 yards and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, though, on the other side, is just struggling right now after he's been hurt. He hasn't shown the guy that he used to be. Uh, he went 14-26, 207 yards, uh, no touchdowns, and they didn't have much run game. The, their leading rusher only has 36 yards, and it's just, this is very worrying for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, I think either Pete Carroll is gone or Russell Wilson's gone. It's one of the two. I mean, this season was just a huge disappointment. I mean, you got so many weapons with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and obviously Russell Wilson, but I think another thing is that uh, their their first string running back has been out majority of the season, and Chris Carson's. I don't think that helps, but I mean they were always a pass first team, but when you only throw the ball twenty six times and rush at ten uh, with your two starting guys, I don't think that you're on the field very often. Obviously, but I don't think it's going to win you any games. Thirteen points is obviously not enough to win this league, and I think. Colt McCoy is a good backup, and he just showed that he wanted it more than the Seahawks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Kyler can finally get back into the lineup and get things going because it's, it's really worrisome when he keeps lingering on this this issue and whether he's going to be good for them in the playoffs because without him, they're not going to make much run in the playoffs. No, but, I mean, you're, they still went 2-1 without yeah, him so far. That, I mean, that's the, that's the goal of a backup quarterback. Yeah. He comes in when someone's hurt, and they get you know half the wins. They don't need yeah. to get every win. And they've done their job. I mean, we got to give them a lot of credit. Going two and one since Kyler's been out 
is huge for them, and they've stayed at the top on the NFC. Yeah. Uh, next game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers win 41-37. Now, this was the game that kind of shocked me more than anything. I did not think this game would be a shootout, and the Chiefs game uh, wouldn't be. But this game was a shootout. I mean, I mean, the fourth quarter was a shootout. The fourth quarter was a shootout. <laughs> Big Ben had three touchdowns, which we haven't seen in a decade. He was 28-44, 273-3 and three touchdowns. And Justin Herbert was 30-41, 382 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, this game kind of came down to just Austin Eckler. I mean, he, he played very well. He had 11 rushes for 50 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had two receiving touchdowns. He had four total touchdowns, and I mean, he just... They, the Chargers needed to show that they were still a high-powered offense, and they did that today. I mean, they they played so good today. This is the Chargers team that I, I've been waiting to see. Uh, they have all that talent there with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. They just have so many weapons that it's it was crazy for me to think the past few weeks when they aren't scoring the ball and aren't winning games. Obviously, it's a worry, worry situation to be giving up 37 points to the Steelers. Um but you know the Steelers had a block punt there. There was a there was a few. You know Herbert had one interception, but the Chargers. This was definitely a game that they needed to win, and I think it could give them some momentum, uh, carrying on to the season. But the Steelers are kind of they're they're in a t- sticky situation to say the least. They have a very tough end of the year schedule. They're sitting at five four and one, and I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs or not. So it's going to be interesting to see if. Big Ben can stay healthy and if he can carry this team into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the last game we're going to finish up, it was the Monday night game. The Giants went to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are coming off two losses, and they really need a win, and they came up with a win. They won 30-10. to 10, They took care of business, and they dominated them. The Giants' offense just looked horrible. Terrible. Daniel Daniel Jones couldn't do anything. I mean, they looked all right to start the game, um, like the start of the first half. But the third, fourth quarter, they looked absolutely atrocious. They couldn't do um, anything. They, they couldn't run the ball with Saquon getting back. They couldn't pass the ball. Daniel Jones was getting sacked. He was making stupid throws. And they had a couple. he had a couple bad t- turnovers, two interceptions. He only had 167 yards. But the Giants are just very struggling. And news came out today that they fired their offensive coach, uh, Jason Garrett, as well. So they're trying to make a move there. But... The Giants, I don't see much outlook for them right now. I mean, I do kind of like Daniel Jones. He has some upside in my potential, in my opinion, I mean. Mm-hmm. And Saquon's a really good back, but it just blows my mind that they're not able to get him more carries and more yards. Yeah. But Tampa Bay really stepped up here. Tampa, uh, they they just picked apart that defense. I mean, they really did. Tampa Bay, every time they had the ball, they were driving. The only time, Really, the only times they didn't score is when like there was a couple penalties that just forced them back mm-hmm. and they didn't get a first down. But Tom Brady went 30 for 46, 307 yards, two touchdowns. He had one interception, but it, it wasn't really – it was like a drop by Mike Evans. It was, it yeah, tipped Mike up. Evans it hit him in the chest, didn't yeah. catch it, and just went right to the defense. Yeah, so I wouldn't even count – I mean, it was an interception in the stat book, but I wouldn't have given him an interception for that. Um, but they didn't really have much running game. I mean, 10 carries for 35 yards for Fournette was their leading rusher, but Tom Brady really showed out this game. Yeah, they only had 94 total rushes. Or rushing yards, but Tom Brady played really good, picked apart that Giants defense. There wasn't really many deep shots either. They just knew what they needed to do, and they did short screen passes and slants, and it scored 30 points and won them the game. 
Yeah, and like like I said, Bucks really need this win. They got back on track, and now they're going to look towards the rest of the season to finish out this year. Uh, now we're just going to – we kind of wrapped up all that, and since we're not going to have episode Thursday because uh, it's Thanksgiving, we are going to kind of preview those three games that are on Thanksgiving Day. And the first game that uh, will be is going to be the Bears at the Lions. Yeah, so the Bears, uh, obviously – Justin Fields got hurt, like I said, last week. Uh, so Andy Dalton is most likely getting the start. I think they said today in the press conference that he will be the starter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, it came out today also that he is getting better and he might be a starter. They haven't really confirmed that he is yet or not, but I think he probably will be. Uh, this is this in the Steelers game is what I said after they started losing that would be the two games that they might win. And I still believe that I, I don't like Chicago's offense at all. I don't like Matt Nagy at all. I think the Lions, I think DeAndre Swift will run all over the Chicago Bears, and I think, I think that'll, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think the Lions might get it done and win this game. Yeah, this is gonna be a shit show to start our Thanksgiving. Uh, but we're gonna watch festivity. it. No, we'll watch it, but it's just gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be like a Steelers Lions game. Yeah. That's just not much scoring, not much sh- like, just fancy plays. Just gonna be a defensive game. Whoever kind of scores last is going to, like, whoever scores first is going to probably be the one that wins it. But um, it's going to be interesting because I think, you know, Nagy really is in the hot seat, I believe. I, I mean, there are rumors going around that he might get fired after this game, but he denied it. Who knows? But this is definitely a game that Nagy can't lose. Um, if he loses this game, it's not good for him. I mean, their year their year's already been toast, but... One thing I'm interested to see is I do think that Andy Dalton does fit his play style a little bit better than Fields. I agree. Um, Nagy is kind of that dump down, slow moving offense. Just work your don't no they don't do no huddle or anything like that. They slowly work their their way up the field. They take time off the clock. They give the ball to to Montgomery and try to slowly get first downs. And Andy Dalton definitely suits that offense a lot more. Obviously, Dalton's later in his career, and I still don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But I do think he fits their offense a little better than Fields, at least in Nagy's perspective. It's not yeah. saying that I think Fields is – I think Dalton's a better quarterback. Uh, that I don't think that at all. But it, he, they might look like a better team with Dalton out in the field. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it showed this week that they scored two touchdowns with Dalton and zero with Justin – but I don't think that, that has anything to do with their abilities to play quarterback, like you said. I think it's just how he wants to play football doesn't really fit Justin at all. I mean, Justin is a dual-threat quarterback who likes playing fast, likes throwing deep shots. Nagy is the complete opposite. He likes slowing it down, chipping away at yardage, like you said. I'd, I don't know if Trubisky made him scared for throwing it deep or what. But I don't he, know. He, he doesn't do it, ever. Yeah, he did, and, when he first came, I was excited because... He did a few trick plays here. Well, he was there. even the coach of the year uh, back in twenty eighteen. I think. Yeah, I mean he when they made the playoffs. But I think when we lost at the double joint, I think it just really messed with him. I mean he doesn't do anything. He doesn't take any chances. He doesn't. He just is terrible. Well, ever since that year, they always relied on their defense, and I think that his mindset is just don't make mistakes offensively. You know, yeah. take care of the ball, slowly move down the field, don't make stupid interceptions. Just let our defense win us this game, right. and. That's just not going to cut it in the NFL. I mean, you might win some games, but... Not anymore. No, I mean, you can't consistently, week in, week out, 
play good defensive and hold teams to under 20 points. There's just teams out there you can't do that to. Yeah. You need to score points to win games, and they're not doing that. Uh, but next game we got, the 330 game is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cowboys. Cowboys always Cowboys and Lions are always on Thanksgiving. Uh, but it was interesting that they put the Raiders playing the Cowboys. I think, you know, Cowboys are coming off a very, I guess it's not a tough loss. They just look bad against the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are a good team. But the Cowboys really need this win. They're at home. They're an eight-point favorite. But I, th- I think the Cowboys do get this game done. I don't know if they blow them out, but I think they do get this one. I mean, it's kind of tough. I mean, CD out with a concussion. Uh, I, I think Cooper will be back. They still got weapons, though, you know. They with, still do, with, yeah. Amari uh, Cooper and G- Gallup's finally off mm-hmm. IR, so they still have weapons. But. Zeke is also questionable, however, but I think he will play as well. Uh, I don't. I agree I, that I think the Cowboys will win this game, and I hope they do. Uh, but minus eight is kind of a lot. I don't think uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have a chance, but I've said that before. I said at the beginning of the season, and they've shown me that they obviously can win some games, but now with all the stuff going around, I don't know if they can. I think the Cowboys win this game pretty easy. And then the night game, to wrap it up, uh, kind of interesting game. These teams don't usually play on Thanksgiving, but we got the Buffalo Bills traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. So this is kind of interesting game, in my opinion. Uh, Bills are, you know, they come off a really, really blowout loss to the, the Colts. Saints are struggling a little bit. They just lost to the Eagles. The Saints are at home, and that's a huge advantage for them. Playing the Superdome in the Dome for them is a big advantage. And Bills need to get back on track. So this is definitely a game that's up in the air for me. I think I think a big thing is if Kamara is going to be healthy for this game. Uh, I'm not sure what the reports are of him. I don't think he practiced, practiced today. If they don't have Kamara, I definitely think I would give it to the Bills. But if they do have Kamara in that thread, I think the Saints could pull off a win at home against the Bills. Yeah, I don't... I like the Bills this week because obviously they had an embarrassing loss, and every time a team has an embarrassing loss, they try to come back and give the team they play an embarrassing one. But I don't, I don't know if that'll happen, especially if Kamara's back. I mean, if Josh Allen plays how Josh Allen should be playing, I think they win by a landslide. But if but he's just been questionable all year, and like we said, that kind of has something to do with the lack of run game. But I think I'm still going to take the Bills. I think they're still a better team, and I think I do think they win this game. Finally, uh, we usually give locks and a kind of underdog for the week. We're kind of do going to do two things of that. So we'll do one today, and then we'll do one Saturday. Today we're just going to give one lock for the Thanksgiving games, and then we'll give one underdog we like that's gonna that might come out on top. And uh, you want to start, Dev? Yeah, I think I think obviously I struggled in my locks the last two weeks. I'm one and eight total, lost six in a row. So this week on Thursday I'm taking the over in the Saints and Bills. I think. 45 and a half is, is I think this game's going to be a high-scoring game. Bills need a score because they didn't last week, and I think that's going to help with the over-under only being 45 because we know what the Bills can do. I think the Bills could score 40 by themselves. And if Alvin Kamara's back, I think they're, he's going to score, obviously, a few times. He's their whole offense. He catches the ball. He runs the ball. I think it'll easily be over 45 and a half if Alvin Kamara plays. But even if he doesn't, I still think it's there's a pretty good chance it'll be over 45 and a half. Yeah. I, I don't like any of the spreads this week. Uh, so my, my betting lock, at least, is going to be the under 50.5 for Cowboys-Raiders game. I think that Raiders are a team that's struggling a lot. 50 is a lot of points out there. Cowboys definitely have shown offensively that they can score a lot of points. But last week, coming off 
a very poor effort for them. And I think it does hit that under because I just don't I don't have much faith in the spreads this week. Yeah. But what's your underdog? My underdog is the Lions. I think you might have the same one. Do you have the same one? Yeah, I have the same one as the underdog for the Lions. I mean, that's really the only underdog that I can see winning this week. I don't think – I mean, maybe the Saints, but I don't see the Raiders beating the Cowboys. I don't. I don't know if the Saints can beat the Bills if the Bills play like the Bills should. Yeah, the one that's most confident is the Lions, I think, over the Bears just because they're at home. If Jared Goff plays, that definitely is an advantage when Bears are starting Dalton. Obviously, you and me don't want to be pulling for the Lions, but out of these three games, I think that's the underdog that definitely could pull out a win, and Lions are desperate for a win. I think all they, all they want is one, and uh-huh. this could be their one. Yeah, but I don't – if. Like I said, I told you this earlier, if the Lions don't win this week, I don't know if they will. I think it's only the the Steelers game and this game, because I mean, I don't think they'll beat the Vikings, I don't think they'll beat the Broncos. I feel like we always lose on Thanksgiving against them, too. Like, yeah. we, we play against them and they, they always... It's Matthew Stafford, not Jared Goff. I know, but the Lions always have our number one time in a year. We we should beat them two times, but we always, we always split the series when we shouldn't. Yep. I was always with Stafford, Every and I year. think it could happen this year. So that's going to wrap up our episode. Sorry for the little longer episode, but we kind of wanted to jam a couple things into one since we're not going to do it Thursday. And we will guys, we will see you guys Saturday. Thank you.